Wardrobes. They house clothes, both old and new. But what are the stories woven into those fabrics? What memories does each piece of clothing hold? I'm reluctant, despite its worn edges, <laughs> to give it away. Step with me through the wardrobes of my family and friends to trace the threads of the past in the threads hanging in our wardrobes today. <laughs> wow, I loved that. This started a long, long time ago. So that's a true story then? Great, shall we go to the... Yeah, let me take them to the spare room where I've got... Perfect. ...in a box. In a box? Today I'm with my dad's partner at the house where they live, which is the same place where I recorded my dad's episode, if you heard that one. You might remember the sounds of the garden. Although my dad enjoys the garden, I would definitely say that his partner spends a lot more time out there than he does, especially tending to the vegetable patch. And she also has a cat called Ginny. My dad's partner's chosen to speak about a rather unusual piece of clothing. There it is. In its bag. And a box there. In a box. And in the tissue paper. Let me just get it out for you. So this. So yeah, describe what you've got in your hand here, because it's absolutely beautiful. This is a very old bridal veil, and I think it's from around about 1850. And it's very delicate, uh, an ivory cream with little uh, polka dot spots of embroidery, and then all around the edge, a sort of fluting and um, a series of flowers that go along the edge and all the way down the train from the middle onwards. Mm, and you said before you think it might be handmade, this one? I would think it was, because, I mean, if it was from the 1850s, I'd, I'd have thought it was handmade. Certainly the embroidery and the applique, which are these little pieces of um, cloth that they use to make up the pictures, that would have been done by hand. And so how did this come to be in your possession then? Well, this was a gift from my grandmother. My grandmother was born in um, 1900 and she was married in 1930. And when I was going to get married, she said, would I like the veil that she wore for her wedding? Because she knew I was making a dress. What was your reaction to that? I was absolutely thrilled because I, right from teenage years, was an absolute addict of costume. I used to go to the library with my father and research costumes. So I was trying to make a wedding dress, which was a costume fantasy. <laughs> and to have an authentic old veil was sort the of perfect the thing. perfect match. Um, so although she wore it in the 1930s, I, I think she was given it by someone um, who had worn it in, in the 1850s. What was your relationship like with your grandma? It was... Um, appropriate and nice but she was definitely she was not a cuddly grandmother she was mm -hmm. uh, upper crust you know um, she was the one in charge she had her little rules and but yeah we had a good close relationship so what does this veil mean to you then if, if that was a sort of grandma that she was like for you um I think it was just that connection with other women who'd been 
married in it and really the costume side of that because I remember the photos of my grandmother's wedding where she's wearing a very simple silk um, you know no frills just beautifully plain and actually I saw that wedding dress because she got it out and thought I might like to try it on when I was about 12 years old but by then I was already too big to fit into it because oh, yeah. she was a tiny little bird-like woman and when she got married she must have been very very petite so that was a great disappointment that I couldn't try it on um so yes it's that connection to the the costumes and and the the, the women that had already worn it so do you think someone else had worn it before her definitely then? yes definitely uh, I'm sure of it and she would have worn it as a long trail sort of sweeping behind that very elegant dress whereas I wore it um thrown over a, a crown of flowers uh, with a very bouffant um <laughs> you know over the top dress it's a long train as well it is and i would imagine she would have had to have people uh, carrying the the end of it because it would have trailed around behind her so did you ever get the veil out or is it something that no and it's one of those things that you know you have but you feel like you should put it somewhere more useful mm. so you know i thought should i give it to a costume museum uh, which i'd have no qualms about doing because I can't preserve it or look after it in a way, and, it, and it's pretty much perfectly intact, apart from a couple of little rust marks at the at the top end of it, oh, with, yes. where it would have attached to the headdress she had in the 1930s, which I've also still got. Oh, show us that as well. Yeah, this is, it's like made of, I would think they are wax flowers, hear those rattling those little wax yeah. flowers and it's sort of yellow in in color is that the original color i think, think so yeah i think it is i think these white wax um beads uh, going up one branch are their original color and then i think the flowers were supposed to be yellow i don't know what they are um fuchsias maybe i'm not sure um and that just draped over the back of the head with the veil attached to it you can see um the sort of rather discolored metal um strings that that was attached to and i think that's what damaged the top of the veil oh i see and that would have been what connected to the hair sort of yes well. and i would imagine there were some you know pins that then attached the whole lot to the hair um I mean, I never forget the the dress I made, which has like a three tier eighteen um, fifties skirt and a sort of seventeen hundreds bodice, and then puffy sleeves, and I just thought it was delightful. And I remember a friend of my mother's who was a very um, chic French lady having a look at it and you could just see the horror on her face at this sort of mix of styles <laughs> and over the topness you know this british you know girl who didn't have any idea of style well thank you for sharing that with us yes no problem and uh, i suppose it's going to go back in the box now. back in the box for now but maybe off to a museum i think yes it definitely belongs somewhere where people can admire it i think yeah through the wardrobe is a podcast series produced by me christy calloway gale Follow the series on Instagram and Twitter at Wardrobe Through to keep up to date with all the latest episodes. Music for the show is Storybook by Scott Holmes, provided by freemusicarchive.org. <laughs>